We family, man. Yeah. Buy some dogs. Yeah. Hey, I know I'm a dog. Hey, I know Daryl. Hey, you already know. I know he's trained a dog. Hey, we some dogs. Yes, sir. Hey, we about to turn up one time on these boys. They're not ready. They're not ready for us. Hey, it's their homecoming. Let's smash on these boys. Let's smash on these boys. And then we hit the field like, all day like, all night like, and we ready like, they gave me our house, baby. We were in the best days of my mouth last year. They gave me our house. Let's show them. Who's out? Who's out? Who's out? Welcome to Deep Water with Glenn Head Football Coach Antoine Stevenson. Welcome into Deep Water, the Glen Football Coaches Show. My name is Chase Williams here with Coach Stevenson, the head coach of the Glen Bobcats, standing one and one currently. Uh, coach, it's great to have you here. How are you doing today? Pretty good, man. Uh, yeah, glad you to host another another Elon guy. Gotta love it. The Elon connection going strong. They open up the season this week. It should be exciting. Um, but some Glenn football, pretty exciting as well. 21 to 7. I love the helmet. Love the helmet in the background. That's beautiful right there. Um, but but you opened up the season one and one, 21-7 win Friday night in the home opener over Ragsdale. Uh, just talk to me a little bit about that win, what you saw, your impressions from that after you know what's been a few days to really process it and take a look at the film and stuff like that oh of course happy with the win um however you want to shape that we left a lot of points out there on the offensive side defense played tremendous after the first drive you never want to give up a score on opening drive of a game but they were resilient the rest of the game um but just offensively just way so way too many penalties uh, we shot ourselves in the foot a lot of times, going from second and five to second to 10, first and 15. I mean, the list just goes on and on. Just continuing to correct those mistakes. I will say that we made fewer mistakes this week than we did last week. Uh, so that's a positive. Uh, we, we were better uh, rushing the ball this past week. Uh, and then uh, Jarrell did not throw as many passes this week. Uh, week one, he threw about 40. 40 passes, and that was because we were down. But uh, we, we trimmed that by 10. He was about, I think, 30, 31 pass, passing attempts this week. Uh, so we want to stay in, like, the 20, 25 range uh, as far as passing the ball. You you brought up the defense really settled in after that first drive. I mean, it was it was a big play from the Tigers that got them that opening touchdown. What was the conversation to the defense that really helped them settle if there was any conversation on the sideline after that opening touchdown from Ragsdale? Uh really, really no. Not much at all. Um our our coaches took blame for that. So it was just one of those things in which instead of the kids coming coming to the sideline looking around like what happened. Uh, our coaches uh, did a good job as far as just taking blame. Hey, it was a bad call. Uh, they called us uh, in, 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 a, in a blitz and, and, and took advantage of it. So uh, just one of those things in which the kids was like, all right, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll fix that and, and we'll move on. So really, really wasn't much. And it, I mean, we have some we have some great leaders on that side of the ball. So uh, just one of those things. Hey, man, we gave up this first score. 
and let's, let's not give up another one. That's what they did. You and I talked preseason. You bring, bring up the leaders on your team. Only 12 seniors. How special is this group from the fact that there's not a ton of seniors, but you've highlighted the leadership every time I've talked to you? Yeah, I'm not like you said, not a lot of seniors, but the senior leadership is the best I've had since I've been head coach. And I, I don't I don't say that half-heartedly. Uh, the, these guys are, have really taken the bull by the horns. Uh, just one of those things in which having the nasty taste in their mouth from last year, uh, they, they did not want to repeat. So it's it's the little things that, that you have to do right uh, to have a good football team. And, and a lot of that stuff is off the field. Uh, so so them taking the leadership role in that regard and showing the young guys, because we do have a lot of young guys, how to do it, uh, how to do things that have really has really paid off for us. It's a one and one start to the season. What it was a opening loss, and then you came back one this past Friday. What changed in those seven days? Do you think that really helped the team improve and get that first victory? I think if you ask any coach, just going from week one to week two, that's gonna be the, that's gonna be the most change throughout your throughout mm-hmm. your year. Uh, just figuring out what kids can do and, and what they can't, and things they can grasp and what, what they cannot grasp. Um, I think I kind of threw too much at them week one. Uh, really had to dial it back a little bit uh, and just and just take uh, very few and just do those very few things well. I mean, I think I think that helped. Uh, it was less thinking on the field this past week, uh, more kids just playing and running around having fun. Having fun, that's the key. That's always the key. I mean, come on, high school sports, that's half the reason a lot of those guys are in it. Um, but also talking about the start of this season, I want to know what's really impressed you. Uh, first, offensively, we'll talk defensively in a second. Uh, offensively, um, Grayson Johnson at, at, at right tackle, um, Chris Shoemaker um, at center, and also now Glenn. At, he's he's played now. Now he's played right guard, uh, left guard, and left tackle already this year. Wow. Uh, those three guys, and now he's only a sophomore. And Chris and Chris and Grayson are both seniors. Uh, but those guys, man, have have really just been just gritty on on the field. We've had a couple injuries up front. Uh, but just being gritty on the field, man, and uh, sometimes they're overmatched a little bit. But you you wouldn't you wouldn't know it by the effort that they give. Uh, every play they're out there, they're they're giving they're giving maximum effort. And I, I tell the guys all the time. Um, I mean, the, the guys up front on the offensive line, uh, they they have to strike somebody every play, but they hardly ever get any publicity. Um, but and I, I said it preseason, but our our season is going to go based on how well they play uh, on, on offense. And then we're, we're still trying to establish the run game. We got to be better running the football. Uh, and, and, and that's, that's um, something in which the offensive line should take the heart and also the running backs uh, should take the heart as well. Um, and then and our guys upside, uh, on the outside need to understand, hey, it's the blocks downfield that – that determine whether or not that 20-yard game turns into a uh, 40-50-yard game or even a touchdown. Being able to block on the perimeter is very huge when you're talking about big plays in the run game. And we were able to get some of that on on Friday just by those guys just playing hard and and, and, and running down the field, never knowing what's going to happen, and being being able to peel back and and and, and making those blocks that 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 uh, in which we end up getting those long runs in in the, um, in the game against Ragsdale. 
You, you bring up Niall Glenn, who's already played three positions on the offensive line. He's only a sophomore. How big is it for you as a coach to be able to rely on him to be open to playing three different positions only over two games? And how big is that leadership from even some of the younger guys on this team? That's huge. Just just knowing the game. And he, he's a student of the game. It's funny. Now, I've known now since he was like three or four years old. So uh, and I, I have pictures with him and my son uh, coming to football games. I, I have had the, uh, the fortune of, of coaching his older two brothers um, at Glenn as well. So he, he's the he's the third. He's the third one of the bunch, man. And just being around the program and him being a student game and just loving football. Um, just one of those things in which I tell guys all the time, don't just don't just worry about your position, your position. Learn the big picture, especially on the offensive side. And, that, and that, that's not only for the offensive line, but everybody else, too. When, when you're when you're talking about past concepts and things like that, if you know where your teammates are going, it makes it easier when you're running with your eyes up uh, and, and, and finding finding open spaces and things like that. So he's he's grasped everything. And our offensive line coaches have done a good job with him even since the springtime. Um, Nile only played two games last year. He got injured. He got injured in the Chambers game, as a matter of fact, early in the game and broke his wrist. Uh, so him being out there this year has been has been a joy, has been a joy to watch. Um, and just speaking of that injury, he got hurt, broke his wrist at the at the at the Chambers game. And, and he had a he had a chance. Of, he had a choice, not a chance. He had a choice of going to the emergency room down in Charlotte or drive or riding back with me. Uh, like an hour and a half back to Winston-Salem. And, and he chose to drive back. And, he, you know, you can't – I can't give him any medication or anything like mm -hmm. that. So this kid rode in pain for 90 minutes uh, just so his dad wouldn't have to drive all the way down to Charlotte to pick him up. Uh, just a just a testament to, to how, how gritty and uh, how tough-minded tough he is. And it felt like that's been true of not just Glenn, but the whole Glenn team, ironically, um, throughout, especially this second week. Is that something that's really been implemented over the summer and the spring? It's just, you know, hard work, gritty work. It pays off and it showed that it at least it did on Friday night. Yeah, you got to have it. You got to have it as a football team. Uh, for for Nessus for for basketball players in, in, in my in my opinion, but yeah, you got to be a gritty bunch. Of, and when when it when it comes when it comes late October, early November, on into into December, uh, it starts getting cold out there. And and, and the the ones that are that are more uh, mentally strong are be are going to be the ones that 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 end up continuing and advancing in the playoffs. You bring up how cold it gets in October. I want to go back to Friday one more time. It was the other end. It was the extreme heat on Friday night. Uh, kickoff actually pushed back to 8 p.m. How well prepared did you feel that you, the group of guys was for the conditions? And is that something that you knew all week was coming? And how did you prepare for your guys to make sure that they were ready not just to face Ragsdale, but to face the extreme heat. I mean, it was like 85 at 8 p.m. for kickoff. Right. It's just one of those things, Chase, in which you try to prepare and you tell the kids, hey, get off your feet, pump fluids in you and things like that. Uh, the one thing about that, at 8 o'clock kickoff, they came in at 5 o'clock. That means they're, they're home until until about 4 o'clock. They start rolling in about 4.30 you never know what they're doing. We're still talking about teenagers and things like that. Uh, from the looks of it, we did not – I did not do a good job of preparing because 
late in the second half, we start some of our guys start dropping like flies, man. Uh, just cramps and, and and things of that of that nature. Uh, so I mean, we just got to do a better job, and we got I got to keep pushing the emphasis of taking care of your body. Uh, what you in, what you put in it is gonna come out. Um, and then when you're playing a a competitive sport like football. Uh, sometimes it come out on the field in front of in front of all your fans and things like that. So you just got to kids just got to do a better job of just taking care of the bodies, man. Leave the leave the fried foods and leave the the soft drinks alone, um, because it, at the end of the day, it doesn't help you. Mm-hmm. Uh, real quick before we head to break, I'd love to talk a little bit about the defense. What have you seen defensively that's really impressed you and that you're still trying to work on with that group of guys? Uh, working working on as far as the the secondary. Uh, Amari Wright has taken the bull by the horns. Um, he's already has two interceptions on the year, has come down and made a lot of uh, great open field tackles for us. Uh, just one of those one of those guys been in the program all four years um, and, and leading the bunch. And we, we've bounced people around um, in the secondary. We have Joel Hayes back there, who's only a sophomore, and uh, Zion Williams, who's a, a junior, but first time over there as well. And then uh, the, the other corner, we, we've, we've put different people there right now, Jazir. Dixon is starting there. So uh, just just bounce a lot of kids around there in the secondary. And then our, our, uh, linebacker, our linebacker group is pretty young. Also, uh, with, with RJ and uh, Isaiah in the middle, Isaiah being, in a, being a sophomore, RJ being um, the, the senior leader of that bunch, and then the two outside linebackers, we have a few injuries um, at that position. So we're still plugging and playing. Um, there and then our, our, our most impressive bunch so far has been the, the, the guys up, the three guys up front. From from Aaron Boyd to Tyrell Patterson, uh, even B.J. Godfrey, uh, Braylon Coleman has come in and and, and played played tremendous. A smaller kid, but just just really greedy in the uh, in the trenches. Um, so those those guys are those guys are are, are playing really hard and um, just giving us a chance, uh, especially up front. Uh, Aaron uh, demanding the double team up front, and things like that. So uh, just just very greedy. But those the 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 D line is our most. Uh, <clears throat> is our, our, our most experienced bunch out of all those guys. And even with that being said, the only one that really played a lot last year was Terrell because Aaron was hurt and, and, and BJ is a new, a new guy there. Well, Coach, again, a 21-7 to victory at home against Ragsdale to start things up. We're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we'll break down some of those players that really stood out Friday night as well as look to the Chambers game that is this upcoming Friday. We'll be right back on Deep Water. Welcome back into Deep Water. My name is Chase Williams. Alongside here, Coach Stevenson. We'll be here every week on Tuesday nights. You can watch us on Facebook as well as TobaccoRoadSportsRadio.com. Coach, 21-7 to win over Ragsdale Friday night. We broke that down a little bit earlier. I want to look in a few players and a few groups and break them down a little bit more. First, let's start with Karan Miller. I mean, the guy, he he stands at 6'3", and he just kind of looks like a man against boys out there sometimes how is how special is he and how nice is it to have a talent and just a guy that is so athletic that it felt like every time that there was one-on-one coverage he was being looked at to get the ball at least this past friday and the stats show both of the first two weeks that's been true oh man i mean karan you talking about a kid that really didn't play a lot last year uh, going into the spring undecided uh really what he wanted to do um, as far as returning, uh, but but sitting down talking talking with me and deciding to come back, deciding to come back this year, 
Um, he's just, I mean, the work, the amount of work that he's put in from weight training to running track, both indoor and outdoor, uh, just working on his craft this summer, um, just working outside of actual football practice. He's just, I mean, he's done everything that he's needed to do to become uh, the player that he is right now in these first two games. And it, it helps. Jarrell Crawford's threw him a beautiful ball these first few games. I mean, there's especially I saw Friday night, there was, you know, very few balls that were put anywhere that oh, it was a toss up. Most of them were either only the receiver could get them or no one could get them. And truthfully, as a coach, that's got to be nice cleaning up those, making sure mistakes can't happen and that there aren't so many forced passes. How strong is their connection and how nice is it to have a quarterback that you can trust in the past game to find guys like Karan Miller, Dixon, and others across the wide receiver core? I mean, you're talking about Karan Miller standing at about 6'3", 6'4". Uh, you always, as a quarterback, want to have a guy at, at, at that size with that type of range that he has. Uh, those two guys play, you know, 707 has become a big thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, not 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 necessarily just uh, locally, but just nationally. Guys playing in the spring, playing 707, uh, started to become like a little AAU circuit type deal. But I'm saying that to say they play together. So the connection is there. Uh, it's one of those things in which um, they, they – Jarrell does a good job of, of, of reading – uh, what what Karan's going to do, and uh, Karan knows where the ball's going to be placed when Jarrell's throwing it to him. So that connection has been there, um, and and though I, like I said, I think the the work over the spring and the summer with those two guys playing that travel ball um, has really helped. Has really helped, um, and just I think once we get those the other three um, to the same, having that same connection, we're going to be a pretty good bunch on the perimeter. I also want to talk a little bit about the running game. Uh, one thing you and I talked about preseason when we met is you mentioned that most state champs run it about 60 to 65% of the time. Earlier today, you've brought up already that you, you threw it for about 40 times and you wanted to lower that number from week one, and you successfully did that. But also, especially in the second half, the running game opened up so much. Talk to me a little bit about that and how how impressed were you, especially in that second half from the rushing attack? Uh, better than better than week one. We're still not where I want us to be at. Uh, I, I want right now our passing game opens up the run game, and I want to flip mm-hmm. that. Uh, I want I want our, I want our running game to be able to open up the pass game. Um, and it, again, it's just a matter of just us just continuously just working and grinding and and just getting better. And our backs under, got to understand, hey, you got to run the ball. You got to run that ball relentless. Uh, it, it, it takes, and I tell. I tell people this all the time, especially our defensive guys. It, it takes a strong-minded person to get in front of somebody coming at you full speed. Uh, so as a running back, with you knowing that, just go hard, just and just go hard all the time. Uh, I'm not a I'm not a fan of the tiptoeing and, and, and things like that. I just I want guys to really just really just hey just just buckle down and just go hard. Um, and, and I feel like going hard, not only in the passing game, but even the play action. Right now, our play action our play action game isn't where I wanted to be at. Uh, and that's that's because of the running backs. Uh, when they're not getting the ball, they're not finishing plays. And I told them this on, on yesterday, that you're not being a good teammate uh, because you're watching the game uh, when you're not getting the ball. So, so we're, uh, like I said, it's things that like that that we still got to work on. But we did have some big – we did have some big plays um, in the run game. Craig Craig did a good job of just being patient. And once he saw it hitting it, 
Uh, and then Joel Hayes had a lot of had a, had a lot of a lot of key runs in, in the game. So uh, we, we're we're not where I want us to be, but we're a lot better than we were week one. And I want to break down one last component before we look forward from Friday night's game. It's that goal line package we saw right before halftime. I believe it was kind of a wildcat formation. Robert Jordan getting the ball a lot. You see some of those defensive linemen in there as fullbacks. How much fun is it for those guys to have some of those unique positions and see a defensive lineman similar to what you brought up with the O-line? A lot of times you don't get much from them in a broadcast. You don't hear their name, um, and now they're in there at fullback getting to be the lead block on a touchdown. How much fun is it for guys like that? Robert Jordan played a little bit of wildcat formation, stuff like that, that we saw right before half that not only was a touchdown, but a crucial touchdown that gave you all the lead. Right. I mean, it's big, man. And uh, Chase, people are getting added and fired every week from that <laughs> from that from that group so uh we that's still a work in a work in progress <laughs> i mean of course you want big bodies in there but if they're not getting in there putting their face on people then they they know from one week to the next uh they may get fired and what that does that keeps the other guys that may not be uh, on that in that package it keeps them motivated to get on there um so they understand the guys on there that, hey, you got to go 100 miles an hour, man, and just hit people in the face. That's what mm-hmm. I want you to do. Uh, Robert Joy does a good job of just getting the ball and getting downhill. I mean, he's a power back, so all he needs is a crease. Um, and we're only looking for three or four yards uh, every time we run that we run that package. But yes, I, I have not been I have not been um, pleased with what our production so far, even though we, we got in the end zone. It took us four downs to get three yards um, on Friday. Uh, happy nonetheless to, to get the score. But with, with that size and that mass, that mass out there, it shouldn't take us four downs to get three yards. So um, they, they understand that. And, and that's one of those things I talked about yesterday. Hey, man, that, that shouldn't happen. Um, so it's a mindset more than anything. Um, Robert Robert Jordan, he's still gonna be there. He hasn't got fired, but there's some of the other guys, Chase, they got they got fired on uh fired on yesterday from that <laughs> that package. So it's just it's a plug and play right now until we get to where we want to where we want to get to. And uh good thing we have a we have a few weeks before we start conference. So uh by the time we get to conference, we'll have we'll have that that package and that personnel settled and, and guys will know uh what I'm what I'm expecting out of them. It wasn't always pretty on that package, but man, it was a whole lot of fun. It was a whole lot of fun on Friday night. I want to you you brought up both two Elon alums right here. Um, let's let's go back to the college days for a second before we preview next week in at Chambers. You got a favorite story from your time at Elon? A game that stands out? A favorite performance? I want to hear a little bit about you as a player with the Phoenix. Oh man, I, I was I was uh, blessed to receive a scholarship from Elon and. My, my my time there uh, was was unbelievable, unbelievable place. Uh, I, I met some of my best friends um, there. Uh, just my my time on the football field was was great. I think our I think my most memorable moment uh, was probably two. One when we played we played uh, South Florida down in uh, the in in, in Tampa. Mm-hmm. Uh, the year before that, we beat the mess out of them, and it was their first year of football uh, for South Florida. And then that next year, um, they 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 put us they put it on us, but but we had 
we the the trip was fun. Um, I think it may have been my first time flying ever. Uh, but yeah, man, we, that 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 place playing um, playing there in the Buccaneers Stadium was 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 memorable. Uh, I think the most memorable moment on the field uh, was playing Western Carolina. This was my this was my freshman year. Uh, being able to win that game by a block field goal where uh, mm-hmm. the time expired. Uh, I remember like it's yesterday, Kelly Forrest, our D, our D lineman blocked the blocked the uh, field goal for them to win the game. And uh man, that that game was memorable. The the celebration after the game was memorable, and then the celebration after the celebration was <laughs> was memorable as well. But uh man, we just had I mean we had a great time. Yeah, the, the, the Elon football team, a whole lot of fun, and it the tone for the rest of the season. How often are you able to get back and go into Road Stadium and get to watch some Elon football these days? Oh, man, I, every year. Every year. I, I make it to I make it to three or four games. Every year I make it about three or four games. Uh, I make it a point. You know, my son, is he's a little older now. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to venture out and go to other games. So but his first his first college game was at Elon. Nice. Um, I end up I end up taking him other places. And when I took him other places like Carolina, after I took him to Carolina, some of the bigger schools, he didn't want to go to Elon anymore. So I'm like, dude, what the heck, man? Come on, man. Elon should be your first. Elon should be your first choice every time. Uh, but that that wasn't the case. I we still laugh about that to this to this day now. It's, um, he's a little, sometimes he doesn't, but to answer your question, I, I go back, I go back to three or four games, uh, every year. So I'll be at the Garner well game. Nice. Uh, next week I cannot make the Wake Forest game because we have a JB game. Yeah. Uh, but I'll be watching it on my phone, uh, as, as much as, as much as possible. Um, and then I'll be at the, uh, I'll be at our home opener against North Carolina A&T. Don't worry, I'll text you updates all of Thursday night. I got row, the back row, very last row up there, yeah. Winston. I'll, I'll, I'll be there. Yeah. I'll be there. But before we wrap up today, I do want to look ahead to Chambers this Friday night. Um, just tell me your general expectations, what you expect to see on their end, and what you're hoping to see growth-wise with your end. Um, I feel like with them coming off of a loss, uh, you, you talk, that was their first game of the year. Um, they're they're going to be yeah, they're gonna be ready to go. We gotta match their energy. We we gotta match their intensity, uh, and and that's I think that's gonna that's gonna be the telltale of the game. Us being able to match their intensity, and, and it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a little rah rah going back and forth. And like I told the guys uh, yesterday, hey, if you can't if you can't talk and play, don't talk. Uh, talking was one of my things, so uh, that 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 comes that comes second nature. Um, but but yeah, we just gotta be ready to go. We gotta have the guys to understand and believe, hey, this is a winnable football game. You know, um, on the outside, looking in, everybody, uh, just because of what they've done um, in that program, everybody looks at us playing them as, hey, man, I can't even believe y'all playing them. Y'all shouldn't be on the field with them. So we should take that as motivation. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I tell the guys, hey, only the guys in the room feel like we can win. Um, everybody else don't give us a chance, a chance to win. You should take that. You should take that to heart as a competitor. Um, but it, it'll be it'll be a fun it'll be a fun uh, fun trip, great atmosphere. Like I said, um, they'll be ready to go coming off of a loss, uh, and, and we'll be ready to go too. 
cool. Thank you so much, Coach. Best of luck this Friday again at Chambers, 7 p.m. Uh, we'll be back next week to break down everything from that game and look ahead to the rest of the season. This conference play slowly is looming, getting closer and closer. Here. But thank you so much. I appreciate you, Chase. Of course, appreciate you, Coach. We'll be back next week on Deep Water for the Glenn Coaches Show again. Coach Stevenson and myself, Chase Williams, the voice of Glenn, will be here all year long. Have a great rest of your day, y'all.